Welcome to Killer Women with your host, best-selling author, Danielle Girard. And now, Danielle's next killer woman. Hello, and welcome to Killer Women Podcast, a proud member of the Authors on the Air Global Network with more than 4 million listeners. I am your host, suspense author, Danielle Girard, and my guest today is Elise Hart Kipnis. Elise is a former television sports reporter turned thriller writer. Lights Out is based on her experience in the high-pressure, adrenaline-pumping world of live TV. <laughs> like her protagonist, she chased marquee athletes through the tunnels of Madison Square Garden and stood before glaring lights reporting to national audiences. In addition to reporting for Fox Sports Network, Elise was a reporter at New York's WNBC-TV, News 12 Long Island, and the Associated Press. She is currently co-president of Sisters in Crime Connecticut, as well as a member of Mystery Writers of America and International Thriller Writers. A graduate of Brown University, Kipnis lives on a hobby farm in Stamford, Connecticut, <laughs> with her family, three labradoodles, chickens, ducks, and one very cantankerous turkey. Yes. I yeah. love it. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Well, it's so cute. Before we started this, Elise was like, this is my first podcast. And I'm like, okay, well, meanwhile, like we're in a hotel. I don't have like, I just forgot my paperwork. And she's like, you're making me really comfortable right yes, now. Cause I am like, so absolutely. Yeah, so it's me that's being discombobulated <laughs> today and not Elise. She's fabulous. So, um, Okay, Elise, I feel like my camera wasn't wide open. There we go. Tell us, welcome, first of all, welcome. Thank you. And we're at VoucherCon, which is the World Mystery Convention. Yes, yes. In San Diego, which is gorgeous, because I don't know about you, but Montana's starting to get a little nippy. So this is like so fun to be here. It is gorgeous outside and it's been fun to like sneak out and and walk around here sit by absolutely. the pool and have a margarita yes. I had a margarita yesterday yes. that was really really fun so yeah, yeah so absolutely so, welcome. so tell us about <laughs> I almost called it time out tell us about lights out so lights out is a because of my background that you were talking about I was a tv sports reporter and I wanted to write something that I knew about so I created a character, Kate Green, who is a sports reporter, but like where I'm a soccer mom, she's way cooler than me. She's a former soccer uh, gold medalist where I chase my dogs around the yard. She chases murderers. And the book is um, about her. She lives in Greenwich, Connecticut, but it, for those of you who don't know Greenwich, Connecticut, it's like the Beverly Hills of the Northeast. It's very posh. And she's she's definitely much more um, modest in that town. Um, and an NBA player that she had covered is murdered in his mansion. The police start to investigate and they focus in on Kate's best friend who's Kurt's widow and Kurt is the NBA player he's like a LeBron James type of player so big time national press and Kate starts to investigate because she doesn't believe that her friend could, Yvette, could, could not murder right right someone meanwhile meanwhile Kate's life is spinning out of control her teenage twins are facing their demons Kate has been suspended from her job. The New York Post page six is all after her for something I'm not going to tell you. Right. And her NBA, her NBA, her NYPD estranged 
father yes gets put on the case so. yeah Liam we lo- I love when Liam shows up Liam is definitely yeah she does not have good feelings towards Liam there was kind of a yeah yeah so something happened when she was young and her ex is in like her she's at yeah. divorce and her ex she really is I mean I am like oh my god <laughs> poor Kate she needs poor a vacation Kate. I hope she gets a vacation after this which I'm guessing she does not but she does not okay yeah. so um tell us like this is your debut novel which is yes. so exciting thank it's you so so exciting thank you. so tell us like a little bit about the process of publication if you don't mind sharing because I know we have lots of aspiring authors who listen so was this the first book you wrote were there other books tell us about yeah that. I mean if you're out there and you are trying to write a novel then listen to my story <laughs> because I, I I can give you encouragement I started this book 10 years ago and I went to Pitch Fest in 2015 2014 and, you know, I had some interest in everything. And, and for those of you who don't know Pitch Fest, it's like speed dating, but you're pitching agents. Yeah. And, and it's at Thriller Fest it's every year Thriller in Fest. the in New York City. Yeah. And 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 I got a lot of feedback and um, you know, I, I didn't get an agent. And I literally sent out 163 queries between then and um 2022. And, and I was ready to give up, actually. And a friend of mine who's also an author, Tessa Wegger. Yeah, who's a good friend of us. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Tessa. Hi, Tessa. <laughs> um, she's like, no, she had read it. You, you have to try one more time. You have to go to Pitch Fest. And I found an agent. And then I found, I got the deal after that came pretty quickly with Thomas and Mercer. But you have to keep going. Yeah. That would be my advice, but also really take the feedback um, that people give you seriously because my book wasn't ready and I didn't realize that. Yeah. So it's the same book rewritten probably 10 times. Of course, yeah. And I I really learned a lot. Find community, yeah. I would say, yeah. and all these great organizations search out friends and writing groups because if it's not ready it doesn't mean it's bad it just means it's not done yeah yeah and you I mean you wrote this you rewrote the same book and I often tell people too that there's a point at which you can set that book aside and write something different and just know you're going to get better with each draft I didn't have the um patience to work on like the same book I was like Oh God, I'm so sick of this book. I want to kill everybody in it. So <laughs> that that is not that's found upon in in the genre. If everybody at the end of the book is dead, so right. um, so I ended up writing a different one. But yeah, I think that's amazing. And you did it, and it is. It's like quitters don't get what I mean. You just can't quit. You can't if you quit. really want it. You cannot quit. Um, so you saw. I mean, you pitched in 2014, and you got your agent in 2022. Yes. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that is a big deal. And she's yeah. wonderful. You love her, right? Liza? I do. I, Liza Fleissig of Liza Royce Agency. And yes, I mean, I feel so supported by yeah, her. Yeah, when you find that person who champions yeah. you, it's so, so exciting. It's so great. She's and then who, who are you, who's your editor at? Um, Liz Pearson. Yeah, I love Liz too. Yeah. I love, yeah. she's great. I yeah. saw her, she's here. Yeah, yeah. Is. This is so fun. So we're, you know, I already mentioned this. We're at the um, World Mystery Convention, but it's this time when this is a con- unlike Thriller Fest, which is just authors and aspiring right, authors. Right. Um, the World Mystery Convention BoucherCon, um, named after Anthony Boucher, who was the first sort of reviewer of um, mysteries and thrillers in any real, you know, um, 
newspaper. It's not a real newspaper. What do you call them? Anyway, a syndicated newspaper. Um, and um, it's a different, a different place every year. And we get we get readers. So it's like a, it's a bunch of authors and there's also a ton, ton of readers and yeah. then publishers and some agents and all that sort of sides. So it's really fun. And we get together and be rowdy and um, <laughs> and act, you know, act not our age. Um, but it's super, super fun. So so you got so you have a, and it's a two book deal. So there's another we can I noticed that I, when I looked at Amazon, it says I love when it says Kate Green book one because yes. then you know yeah, yeah. when you fall in love with Kate there's going to be a book two which is super exciting so tell us about your process because obviously the process for writing this book was really different yes. over 10 years and the process for writing book two yeah so that's oftentimes like a, a really hard thing to get used to is when you've had all this time to write and all of a sudden like okay your next book is due whatever nine months it was due two days ago oh. <laughs> I turned it in from here I um yeah, so so that was an, was very challenging and nerve wracking, but also exciting. Like yeah. I feel like, thank you know, I, I feel very lucky that I have the of problem. Of course, so right, right. No complaining. Um, I think where where the difference came was the first book was really like going to school to get a PhD. Yeah. Like, right. And there was so much I didn't know. I right. knew how to write one page. Right. And as a reporter, you would tell people who, what, where, when, why. So right. there was no suspense in my first right. draft, which right. like is so bad. <laughs> you need to have that, right? You need to have that. And like, it's great to lie and mislead. And back in the day when I was doing news, you didn't want to do right. that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe That's that changed. Right. Exactly. But I, so, so I learned a lot. Yeah. And I made a lot of mistakes. And then I, I realized I had to be very deliberate yeah. about my time with the second book. And so I, it's funny, I always thought I was an outliner till I sat on a panel with people who consider themselves pantsers versus plotters. And I realized, oh, I, I don't have a 20 page outline. Right, I'm right. not really, but I I knew my twist, I knew my ending for the second yeah. book, and I knew the red herrings and I knew the clues. Well, there you go. And, and it's enough to kind of outlined it. Right. And the secondary, Liam plays a big part. Her dad. That's her dad. In the second book. And then I was just very deliberate. And and I never wrote this like for this long. It, right. it really is a muscle, right? Yeah. Like for the first book, you know, an hour here, an hour there, but it was, it was like eight hours at a time. At it was like, a, all of a sudden it was like a job. It was a job. And yeah. I had to keep telling my kids like, no, I can't run your cleats down a half an hour and drive back. Like I have a deadline. Right. You no, know, I can't. Yes. It's an adjustment for the whole family. It isn't is. it? <laughs> oh yeah. Like they're like, what do you mean? You're not free to do this errand for me. Exactly. And, exactly. It's that's um, good for them. Unspoil yeah. Them yeah. Unspoil them a bit, but, but it, it was stressful. Yeah. Um, of course. Yeah. I turned it in. Yeah. Two days ago. And how do you feel? I really like this one. In some ways I kind of, like it better in a way because this one takes the reader into Kate's past. There are flashbacks. Yeah. So you really get to know her. Yeah. And I thought that was like cool because I was getting to know something and yeah. do something. I have a title. Oh, tell us. Yeah. It's Dangerous Play. Oh, I love that. I and, love that. And it takes place at 
a fictional Olympics in New York City. And she's covering soccer, women's sure. soccer. Because she's ex-soccer. An ex-gold medal soccer player. Wow. And so she knows the people. She's yeah. very connected to the story, personally, yeah. and the murder. I love it. How did you get into sports reporting? It's such a weird path. I mean, right? it's just like, I I'm like, I mean, I, you know, not, I mean, you, you just sort of confessed you're not like an incredible, like you weren't like a power athlete or were no. you? Okay. So tell, <laughs> us, tell us. Tell us. No, my pathway was was very unusual and, and not really charted in that direction. I always wanted to be a reporter and I wanted to be um a news reporter. And I was. I I started in college. I I my first job was for you know minimum wage nights working at a radio station this big, but that I love WNBH if you're there. Uh, in New Bedford, Massachusetts, mm -hmm. covering school board meetings. Oh gosh! Yeah, and and it was great. It was great. And then I I, I had some other um, jobs. I worked for the Associated Press, and then um, I got very lucky and got into um, WNBC covering news. So so most of my career was actually as a news reporter. Okay. And then um, I had an offer to cover a new story for sports. I was offered to cover the NBA lockout for Fox Sports Network. Mm -hmm. And it just really clicked. Mm -hmm. I think at that point in my life, I had covered, and I think this is why I, I, I'm writing thrillers versus a different genre. I, I had covered so much um, trauma. Yeah. Like Flight 800 crash and right. trials, like, the Long Island Railroad massacre trial, terrific. Yeah. Every day I covered something very depressing and upsetting. And I remember my mom even saying like, you really are down a lot. And of course, how would you not be, how would you not, how would that not impact you? Right. All that stuff. Yeah. Cause every day there's always some bad the reality bad news, right. was something. So when I had the opportunity to do sports, yeah. I, I just clicked with them. And then then I started covering games. I started covering the NBA and I had to carry, my producer had to carry a milk crate around because I'm- I was going to say, like, I was going to point out that this is not a particularly tall woman sitting no. beside me. I mean, I'm short and you're short. I'm shorter. I'm five feet. And um, I mean, these, even the, nor like, not normal, even athletes who who don't need to be tall for their profession, like baseball players and stuff, I still needed a height boost yeah but for the NBA they would carry a milk crate and you know I'd still be like this um but it so was so fun. much fun and so when I started writing I really wanted to go back to that yeah world. yeah how long did you do that I did that for about three years oh it's so yeah. fun and were they do they did they tease you the players yeah I have to say I would say 90 percent of my experience was really good yeah um that in general, being in the television industry back then as a woman ha had a lot of challenges. And I don't think it was worse in sports than it was yeah. as a news reporter. Yeah. You know, there, a lot of what you read out there, you know, it, it, it's true. Like, like it, it was hard. Yeah. Um, and, and I was one of, we'd be in a locker room because I could go into locker rooms. Yeah. And there'd be 40 men and three women. Right. Um, I forgot your question. 
I just I was I was just saying like I were the players fun were they like did yeah. they you know so I'll tell you a funny story yes okay so Shaquille O'Neal right yes um we I'm interviewing him and um for some players who are that tall I made them sit yeah because even uh, you know two mil crates right and he's such a goof so I didn't realize this at the time but like I do my interview like blah 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 blah, blah. Yeah. and then I look in the camera and wrap it up and he's right behind me and he was making faces the whole time like putting his fingers up or like that and well, you're talking to somebody else and I'm like talking to the camera and he's behind me just making faces and you can't do anything you just have to go no and you can't be like and I put that in the book oh uh, I don't know it might have been in the second book but but no like like they liked it you yeah, know at the they, of course they're just but yeah yeah they were fun. really goofy and it's a fun sport I mean I just say like the professional sports hockey is up there but basketball's it's just fun they move so fast I'm not like a I'm also yeah. not, like I'm not a person who watches football or but I do enjoy watching the basketball players because they just move so fast and seeing them in live would be is fun I've done it a couple times it's amazing I've never been that close yeah no that close. right <laughs> that close looking up um that's just a cool experience. Yeah, it was really fun. Like, it, it's amazing how human, and, and it sounds so obvious, yeah. but like how down to earth a lot of them are. Right. And I'll tell you another story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I covered the US Open, um, which I loved in, in a long time ago. It was when Venus Williams was in the finals and she beat Serena Williams. And that's a cool one. That was a cool one. And Fox Sports and a couple of the other stations, we were given rooms to have one-on-one -on -one interviews with yeah. whoever won. I was eight months pregnant. Oh. And Venus Williams walks in and she looks at me. She just won the US Open. Right. She's, okay. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you're pregnant. Do your did your feet get very swollen? Oh, cute. Like and she's she making conversation. Wanted to know. Yeah. And she was talking to me. I'm like, you just won the US Open. You right you know and that's cool I I just like she's one of my favorite yeah you know she's yeah. so down to earth and so nice and um that's, what a champion what an yeah. example for for everybody she was so concerned about her sister yeah. she's like every time Serena made a mistake I was like you know I want to win but I'm also like you can do better Serena yeah. <laughs> that's what is it I mean what a fun moment uh, to have history to be a part of that's so yeah. cool and me eight months pregnant <laughs> yeah. yeah did your feet get very small <laughs> that's so cute it was well I love that I love it what an incredible it's like just a really an interesting and unique job especially like I think like you said for women it's just a, you know it's probably rare I mean I have a friend who who um did an interview for ESPN like sort of out of um college and that they were she was like this trivia that you need to know like you know she just she obviously did not. She was like, I don't know who won the, you know, 1969 World Series and by how many points, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. So, but it's a really cool, and it's so fun that you're using it for Kate. So um, you've got the next, do we know when the next book is coming? Don't you hate when people are like, I just, I had this, first, now I have a book coming out. Now you want to talk about when the next book, I but probably sometimes. it's in the fall of yeah. 24, but I don't have a date. Yeah. And this book is out on November, November 1st. 1st. That's yeah. so exciting. Do you have a copy of it? I have a bookmark. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's at least show the <laughs> fabulous cover. 
That's, I uh, do love my cover here. Let me see if I have it here. I'm sure we, here we do. Here. Oh, good. Yes. It's a beautiful cover. I know. I love this. So there it is. It's kind of hard to see in this weird light we're in, but it's, they did a great job with that. And that's the mansion house that Yvette um, and her now deceased husband. Yes. They have a very fancy house. They do. And like you said, Kate is sort of like, you know, shoestringing it a bit with her um, divorce and her, yeah. her rock yeah. it's fun it's fun to be sort of the to have her be the underdog in the town too yeah so yeah and and I try to really show um the layers of Greenwich like yes. not do a hit job like oh it's like this affluent place right. and like right look very but there are a lot of different enclaves in there yes. and and different communities and um you know while Kate is in a small house she's in a very cute little yeah I'm sure it's a beautiful house it's not like Victorian kind of historic society place in a town but no it's definitely not that it's beautiful but it's like it is a community that's in Greenwich you know like it's kind of yeah yeah. you portray it for like the way it really is which is fun if you don't know Greenwich I thought it gives you a good idea I mean I don't know that I know Greenwich of course right having heard of it but not like not know it know it so I really I appreciated learning about it from Kate so that's so fun so well it's that you, what do you, do you have a big plans for your launch day I'm going to be at mysterious bookshop in New York fun and then the next day in Greenwich at Athena bookshop so the two places that the book takes place New York and yes. Greenwich I'm doing a one two so fun launch yeah so fun yes well there is nothing like the debut like there's nothing like the feeling of ha- holding your book in your hands for the first time so enjoy every moment of that because I'm sure you'll get a really a big uh, revision <laughs> <laughs> every revision letter I've ever gotten is big so yeah, I'm yeah. just saying from my experience I mean I'm sure it'll be minimal, but it'll also be, it'll, it'll be big. big. It'll, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. so I'm so excited. Thank you for joining oh, me on Killer Women. And I'm um, really excited to hear about the next book and all your success. And now we get to go and sit by the pool. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been Killer Women with Elise Hart Kipnis talking about her debut novel, Lights Out. I'm Danielle Gerard, and we will see you next time. Bye.